Hello, and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley, and I believe everyone should be living the life of their dreams. This show is going to be a weekly dose of magic to help guide you to living your best life. When you feel good, then success in all areas of your life is easy to achieve. I love to empower people to discover their dreams and to ignite their lives. This show will be full of personal development stories and skills to help you take your life to the next level. My guests will be health and wellness experts and amazing spiritual beings, as well as everyday people with stories and lessons to help guide you through the ups and downs and help you get one step closer to living the life of your dreams. I want this podcast to be real and unpolished, full of honesty to show the realness of life. Here's to living your best life with gratitude and love. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to Believe It, Achieve It. I am your host, Nicole Winley. And as my listeners know, I will never stop saying I'm so excited for my guest today. But I am super excited for my guest today. And Kathleen, I want to introduce you. I want to introduce you, Kathleen. And you guys, she just came out with an amazing, amazing book that really hit home for me. It's called Shattered Together, and it is a mother's journey from grief to belief, a guide to help you through sudden loss. And oh, Kathleen, Mm -hmm. we were pre-chatting before I hit record on this, and what an amazing, beautiful beautiful book that you have come out with. So, so tell us who Kathleen is and why the book. Oh, Nicole, thank you so much for having me. And I never stop saying on any podcast that I'm on or any interviews, like I am so grateful to be here with you because the more that I share or we share, the better the world's going to be. And so My journey for over the past 10 years is really moving through a journey of grief. 10 years ago, my son took his life when he was angry at me. And he actually even wrote a note saying he didn't want me out of service. Mm. And so for someone like me, I've been through a tremendous amount of trauma throughout most of my life, early childhood trauma of an abusive alcoholic father that actually even shot at us as children to sexual abuse, emotional abuse, bullying, multiple marriages. Let's just let the list go on. <laughs> right, life. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And, and I say that with lightness today because I've spent 10 years of moving through a healing journey that's really given me the freedom, the joy, the living a fulfilled and connected life with my son who did transition. And, and I'll tell so you his guys, name is Logan, by the yeah, way. Yeah, oh, I will tell you guys that Kathleen and I met in a group. You guys know that I, I definitely talk about groups, groups, groups. Reach out, reach yeah. out. There's so much out there. And you were saying, I popped in late. I'm, I'm always late. Um, <laughs> and you were talking about the loss of your son and how it had been 10 years. And I was like, oh. <gasps> oh my gosh, it's been 10 years for me. And you said something about, you know, people say, get over it or whatever. And you were like, you never do. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's talking directly to me. So I definitely was supposed to meet you for a reason. And today we're going to talk about that reason, right? That's right. So you don't get over it. You You don't move on. What you do is 
your A life is gone and you have now a new B life and B life is really living the best life you can. And so you learn to move through life with a new perspective, with a new event that has informed you on how you're going to live your life. You can choose to die with the one who is no longer here in a physical form, or you can choose to live and honor their spiritual form and connect that and, and really be together. You know, the book title has many, many meetings, you know, shattered together is about just being put back together in a new form and being connected to the divine and your spiritual loved one. And there's so much about the book that it's really not my book. It is the universe's book because many, many things within the book is channeled. The book covers channeled, the titles channeled, the subtitles channeled. Like it's amazing how this book came about. You know, I, and I got it in the mail yesterday. I was so excited and I got it out and I was like turning the pages. I was like, oh my gosh, that was me. Oh my gosh, that was me. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so true. That's so true. Oh, 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 oh. I, I mean, I couldn't stop. And it was like, you know, to have had this, Ah, would have been unbelievably helpful and amazing in my journey. You know, I lost the love of my life, tragically. He was murdered. And uh, for those of you who listen to me regularly, then you will have heard my story. So I won't go full into that. But, you know, the first two years I lived in darkness. I lived in, I don't even know how I lived. I don't even know how I breathed. And I remember reading... This is all fresh in my mind, but you said there were days that it was hard to breathe. Mm, And there were days that were hard to breathe. But, you know, I chose, you said you can choose to live with it, you know, live in the death or make the decision to live of purpose. Yeah, with purpose. And and I made that decision. So um, ah, this book just really, really touched me. So um, I will shut up now and let you, <laughs> you you do some more of the talking, but it really, 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 um, ah, it's magical. So. <laughs> oh, so grateful. Like, as you said, Nicole, we were chatting before we hit record. And, you know, one of the things that I just know that this has been a journey for me to write this book over the last two years, it's been a painful process and it's been cathartic and amazing and just it's opened me up each time that I've written something else and the first third was completely written and we scrapped it and started all over again because the first third was really about the pain you know like living in the pain and that's not what I felt the message was was meant to be you know like I felt like I wanted to be part memoir, part inspirational and part how to, you know, like a teaching book, the book has daily practices in it. So where you who has experienced a sudden loss of any sort whatsoever. Right. Yes. It's not just know, about not, death. Yes. No, it could be a divorce. It could be the loss of a job. We're in the middle of COVID right now. And the loss of our daily routine was suddenly and unexpectedly shattered you know, in March, like worldwide it was. And this book, so I go in so many different ways, but this book is a preventative book and a reactionary book. So the practices in the book can prevent suicide, depression, anxiety, 
your day-to-day reactions to life. By reading the book, you can incorporate some of the daily practices so where you can actually start to live a life of purpose, your own purpose, whatever that is. And if you've experienced a sudden loss, then it can help you get back out up from the darkness of which you're living in. And that's really why I wanted to scrap the first third is Mm. because, you know, 10 years later, I wanted it to come from a place of hope and inspiration and knowing that your life can be fulfilled again, no matter how difficult and shattered your life is, you know. And it absolutely Um, can. And that's what's so important, I think, you know, so many people, you know, and you hear it's different for you and I, but you hear it a lot where people are like, oh, there's no way I could survive the loss of so-and-so. Yeah. There's no way I could let survive the loss of, you know, a husband, a spouse, you know, a child, a friend, but there is a way. Yeah, you, it's, it's amazing what your body can do when you're meant to do it. You know, I do remember very clearly, and it's in the book as well, laying upon my son's grave, begging, wishing, screaming to whoever, whatever took my son, please take me too, because I cannot live like this any longer. Like the weight on my shoulders, the pain in my body, my chest, I couldn't breathe. And like every movement I had, I felt like I was in quicksand. And I just, every movement, I felt like I was going deeper and deeper into the darkness. And just like there was this, this clear voice out of nowhere, nowhere that just clearly came to me is that if this happened in your life, then you're meant to do it. So do something with it. So they're just clearly, and that, that's when it shifted for me. Like I went from complete despair to stepping into my action mode because even though I'd experienced all that trauma in my life, and I say that in quotes for those who can't see us. No, uh, no, I get, I get it. <laughs> to, to being a successful businesswoman, a politician, uh, working for the governor, running a, a large commercial construction association, being a lobbyist, like I was considered a powerful, successful woman, even and I didn't go to college until I was working for the governor. So there's ways you can move through it. And I feel like I had to go through all that. And I share all that with you because I feel like I had to go through all of those different pain points in my life so I could survive the death of my son. Mm. So anybody who thinks or feels like, oh my God, why is this happening to me? I can't survive this. I don't want to do this. Like, why is God so mean to me? Or why is whatever so mean to me? Maybe there's a reason why you had to go through that so you could survive something different. So you can be a teacher or a healer in the world from your experience. Like you can be the messenger from your experience because I know Without a doubt, had I not gone through all of those pain points in my life, there's no way I would have survived my son's death. There's Mm. absolutely no way. And so today I can look at all of those experiences with compassion, understanding, a bit of appreciation, although (laughs) I will say I would never want to have to experience it again. Right, Um, yeah. And it did inform me, you know, like life's a journey and healing is a journey. It's truly a journey. It is a journey. And I'm still in that journey. Yeah. I'm still in that journey. Yeah. And, you know, you said in the book also that you would be up all night, you know, 
And I would be up all night screaming, screaming to myself, screaming, just not wanting to wake up, not wanting to make God bless. Just please don't let me wake up. God, please just don't let me wake up. Yeah. But I woke up, I healed and talking about your past, you know, when I was healing from Mike's death, I realized I had so much more healing that I needed to do. Um, I sexually assaulted as a teenager. I had to deal with that. It was like, whoa, wait, all this is happening. So I healed all the childhood trauma, all the different, you know, step parents in and out of my life and all the abandonment and everything. And then, you know, the sexual assault and then Mike's death. So I was like, oh my gosh, now another person has been taken from me. Another person has abandoned me. And, uh, you know, I clawed, I screamed, I cried, I fought and I fought and I fought to get through that tunnel of darkness. And I found, (laughs) I found the light. I made it to the light. And ah, I'd love to say, (laughs) I dare challenge you a bit. Little Nicole is like, yeah, it's like, did you find your own light? I did. Yeah, like that's the challenge that I want to say is like, you found the light, but it's really your light. You know, what I found was I had so many layers over the light that I was, that was within me that I couldn't see my own light. Mm -hmm. And I continued to repeat patterns from this program that we're programmed with, that we program ourselves with until we find ways to move through that. But so I finally just just started to heal through some of those layers that were, was blocking my own light. And the more that I healed through some of those layers, you know, the one shade comes off, then another, then another, then another. Yes. Like the light is shining, like the electricity that we are, the, the energy that we are, the light shining. And then I was like, wow, I have these gifts. And what a gift that my son Logan gave me by going through the trauma that I did go through so where I can help others move through that as well. Like I found a light that I didn't know that I had. And for the first time I have to say in my life, in the last three years, I've learned how I can actually love myself. Yes. Really love all of me. And all those, you know, as you know, Nicole, like when we go through sexual trauma or physical abuse or emotional abuse or abandonment or, you know, we hold shame and self-blame and unworthiness and unlovable and we hold all those things. And then we start to gravitate towards those types of things in our lives that that we're unlovable, that we're shameful, that we're like... And so when we start to move through those, those experiences, then we just free ourselves from that pattern. And just life it can be so, so good if we're willing to step into our healing journey one hour at a time. Oh, one hour at a time. Yes. One hour at a time. Yes. Don't look too far out. It's just one hour at a time. Mm, that's, that's awesome. One hour at a time. And, you know, uh, you know, and, and, Almost 10 years later for me and 10 years later for you, um, it's still part of my everyday life. Oh, absolutely. Every morning I say good morning to Logan. Every night I say good night. Every interview I have, I have a process that I bring Logan in, which I know he's always here. And it's just like every bit of my life, the ener- we are all energy. So while he's not here in his physical form, he is in here with his spirit, his gregariousness, his playfulness, his 
his jokester. Like he's still here playing, you know, pranks with me. He's <laughs> it's hilarious on some of the things he does. Right. And we both said that before we hit record. I feel like a, a lot of the magic I miss is before I hit the record button. But I said, I just was priming and I was talking and I said, I was talking to Mike and I was like, give me the right words to say. Let me honor you. Let me do this the right way. And you were like, I just did the same thing. So yeah. it's, yeah, I do. I, I talked to him a bit and you did mention mediums and oh, in your book. And, you know, there is the stigma too. Oh, those are crazy people, right? (laughs) Well, consider me a crazy person then because I'm actually one too. (laughs) I know. I I have uh, had my share of experiences experiences with the mediums. And, you know, I I know when I talk about it, sometimes people are like, really? But I know it's planting the seeds, right? And. I'd love to just share that's not in the book. That's in Women Who Rise book. I wrote a a story in Women Who Rise, which talks a little bit more about the medium and my experience of the medium. The first medium that I went to was almost just a little over a month after Logan's transition. Mm -hmm. And she was actually the one who told me that there was something that I didn't know about and that I needed to get his records uh, from the police department. And that's when I found out that there was a note written saying he didn't want me at a service. I didn't know that at the beginning. It was a medium who said, you know, I lived in Vermont. This medium lived in New York. Logan's transition happened in North Carolina. I mean, South Carolina, excuse me, South Carolina. And so there's no way she'd have known that there was something in the Police reports that I didn't know. There's absolutely zero information about that. It's incredible. It really is. And I know people may, may, you know, giggle. Heck, I probably would have giggled and laughed about it. Yeah. Years ago, too. And you and I have a mutual friend, Gina Ritchie. And she has been on my podcast. And, you know, she lost her daughter at a very young age. And she had a medium on... I don't know. She was doing a Zoom call. And, you know, we always try to support our friends. And I was like, yeah, I'll jump on the call. And she said, I'm going to have a medium on there. So you might be fun. And so I jumped on late. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Nicole and I'm always late. And just kind of was quiet. I was listening, right? Letting other people do their thing. And there happened to be another medium on the call. So he wasn't the one doing the the actual call. And he said, I'm sorry, I need to jump in right here. But is there somebody, somebody in here that lost someone that was shot in the head? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I have a total body show. And I was like, do I even say anything? Do I even say anything? Do I even say, what do I do? And Gina, you know, I, she's the only one that knows this. Um, I don't even know who this, you know, media, I have no idea. I don't even know anything. And I was like, Oh, yeah. Wow. And Gina spoke up for me because she knew I was in the shock, you know, because this was recently, this wasn't, you know, like something that I sought out and it just, it was him for sure. I mean, there were stuff that he was saying and I was just like, oh, wow. Um, I can give you story after story after story. I went to Teresa Caputo's event in Connecticut, one of the casinos and it's uh, like 10,000 Why not go to a there. casino to hear a medium, right? <laughs> 10,000 people there, 10,000. And 
you know, she's there for 90 minutes. It comes close to, like, I knew before I even walked in that Logan was going to be there. I knew it without a doubt. Um, I knew it in my soul. And as we were walking in the event, and one of the, Logan's favorite thing is little chocolate kisses, they were handing out little chocolate kisses. Like, I've never been to the event where they handed out any candy whatsoever. And this right. event, they handed out candy. And then Teresa comes through and... It was very close to the end, and I just resigned to the fact, I'm like, you know what, maybe he's not going to be able to come through because he's just not enough time. If there was enough time, he'd come through. Well, she swings around, and I'm in the way back. Like, I'm not up front. I'm not, like, she swings around, and she's like, someone in this area has lost a son suddenly unexpectedly to suicide. And then she said, they did a dedication on a baseball field, but his sport wasn't baseball. It was basketball. And she said something about the number 33. And I was like, oh, Oh, man, that's what happened with my son. And like some of the things that comes through, you cannot deny. You cannot deny. It's not the typical, oh, yeah, someone lost a son early in the group. Then usually one out of 100 has lost a son early in a group. But it was very specific. So it's true. Yeah, I was blown away. And. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful message that I got from him just when I needed it. And and it's happened to me several times, even at a seminar with 10,000 people. Actually, there were 5,000 at this one, but it was a Tony Robbins date with destiny. And I had a similar situation. And I mm. was just like, oh, you know, Mike, like, I, all right, if you're in here, do let me know you're in here. We're having yeah. like a blessing. Oh. It was a blessing day. And I was like, I just, I, I just want to know that like, cause I was like lost, like on this path of, of course, where am I going? And I was like, I know you, you're going to come in here and tell me I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right thing. Everything's happening exactly how it's supposed to. You're here with me. And you know, I'm, I need to continue on this path. And I just kept like saying that. And I'm in the back of the room no one's ever going to come and give me a blessing, right? There's 5,000 people in there. And I mean, right at that time when I was like, seriously, like, just let me know something, you know, tug right. on my shoulder or something. And right at that time, someone touched my head. <gasps> oh, body chills. And in my mind, it was Sage Robbins. But, and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And it was like, I was levitating. It was so wild. I mean, it's, and it's beautiful. It's so comforting and beautiful. And, and, you know, when you live in the present and you pay attention Ah, yeah. And I think that's the key, Nicole, is just like, if you don't agree with mediums, that's okay. Right. Just be aware of your own signs that you're getting, you know, just, just be open to what's coming. We're coming up on the holidays and some of the interviews I've been doing is really about what are some of the things that you can do to honor your loved one? If even if this is your first year, it's switching up your traditions. It's keeping some traditions. Do what feels right to you. My journey is my journey. Nicole's journey is her journey. Your journey is your journey. And I encourage you to just be open to the signs that are there for you. There are sign after sign after sign that they're there. You know, I found when I was moving my in my condo, I was moving from my condo to another place. And I just said to Logan was like, Logan, if I'm doing the right thing, please give me a message. And I'm cleaning the kitchen and I open the oven door and there's a penny in the oven. 
a penny in the oven. Right. I'm like, right. oh, thank you. I know you're here. Thank you. Then I go to clean the refrigerator and I open up the freezer and there's a penny in the freezer. Oh my gosh. Now the significance to Logan and me about the freezer in the oven, my son's favorite meal was frozen buffalo chicken wings. And he would cook those regularly. <laughs> So the freezer and the oven were significant places to find pennies where you wouldn't normally find pennies. So look for those signs that's significant to your loved one. Yeah, it's because they are out there. And oh, yeah, I (laughs) purple was my favorite color. And he had some plants and he was always out in the yard. And he actually, unfortunately, died doing yard work. But he had, his yard was very meticulous and he had these purple ground cover flowers and his family, you know, pulled them all out. We put them in his mom's yard and I took a little sprig and put it in my yard. And my mom actually came by my house one day and was like, what is this like one random weed? And she pulled it out and threw it in the garbage. And I came home and I was like, oh my God what did you do? What did you do? And she was like, Oh honey, I thought that was weed. I just threw it away. So I dug through my garbage, yeah, got it back out, put it back in the ground. And you know, that sucker has been with me for three moves. I have taken it with me a little piece and it just grows and grows and grows Mm. and grows and grows all from one little sprig (laughs) that I took out of his yard. And like, that is like everything, everything, Mm. a little, yeah. (laughs) so it's amazing so uh, I cannot thank you enough for finishing this book (laughs) getting it out and you know I believe I truly believe life happens for you not to you that is a Tony Robbins quote which took me many years to figure out and life does happen for me. And I know that I met you at the right time. I got this book at the right time, right before we were going to talk today. And, oh, I feel like I'm going to carry this thing around with me everywhere. So, um, (laughs) so how do we find you? Uh, Where can we get the book? So you can find me, um, the book is on Amazon um, and it's just under Kathleen L, Shattered Together. There's Shattered Together, Women Who Rise and coming up is Women Who Empower. So I've written three books this year. Really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you can reach me on my website and Kathleen L is with a C and L is E-L-L-E. So C-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-E-L-L-E.com. And all my social media is Kathleen L. Inspires. It's all spelled out. And I just want to add that there's a program. There's two programs that I'm doing that I really think that the listener. Yeah, we weren't ending there, Kathleen. We weren't ending there. (laughs) I just, I want to tell you about the, how this book came out, because I think it's really important about the share. And then also the programs. There's two programs, one directly connected to the book, and it's called From Grief to Belief, Stepping Stones. It's an eight-week virtual program that I will continue to run, but it is for those who have lost a loved one suddenly and unexpectedly who feel stuck still in their pain. So it's their initial eight weeks. And then there's multiple ones from there, but that one's really, I think, really important right now, especially during the holidays. You know, and you said in here, you can't go, go through this alone. 
No, that's my point. Is like that. That's why I wanted to say it, not to sell, because this isn't for me. None of this is about selling for me. It's helping. All, all of this is about creating hope and inspiring people to say, if if I can make it through it, I can promise you, you can too. And let me take your hand. Let Nicole take your hand. Let someone take your hand and help you walk through this. Just that. Just let us take your hand and help you walk through this. Oh, that's. Be- I mean, I literally was meant to meet you because I. I say that I want to be the hand for anybody oh. to grab. Honestly, I say that all the time. Grab my hand because I didn't have a hand to grab. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody left the crazy girl whose boyfriend got killed. Yeah. 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 They were like, I'm out, I'm out. And I did hide. And you talked about that in the book where you, you know, I hid and I, I tried to go at it alone and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You have to have support. It can be a counselor. It can be a natural healer. It can be a shaman. It can be ayahuasca. It can be Nicole, me. It, it can be anybody who's close to you. And it is important that you don't do it alone. It's just uh, really uh, important that you don't do it alone because you're not, you know, the grief to the belief prescription, you know, the, the grief prescription is the three B's. When you're first going through this, first B is be in the moment. Don't look too far ahead. Don't, because the further ahead you look, the more anxiety and depression you feel, the more darkness you feel. The more you did, like, how can I live this life, the rest of my life like this? Because you mm-hmm. don't believe, you don't believe that you'll ever move through it. No. So be in the moment, be in the next second, be in the next 10 seconds, be in the next hour, week, whatever you need to do, be in the moment. The second is breathe. Breathe deeply. Do the four squared breathing technique that I teach people. It's breathe into the four count square of four. Four squares is my favorite, yeah. <laughs> breathe into the count of four, hold it to the count of four, release it to the count of four, hold it to the count of four. Do that four times in a row. And I promise you that will bring you back to the present moment. It will ground you. And not only will that happen, but when you're breathing deeply, it helps move your oxygen. So it's energy in motion. It clears your energy. So it helps you stay healthy. And the third is to believe. Believe you're not alone in this. Believe there's someone there to help you and believe your loved one is close to you, even though they're not here in human form. They're here in spirit form. Just believe that you're connected. You're not alone. Mm. Those are so powerful. And, you know, obviously my podcast is Believe in Achievement. <laughs> but I'll tell you how I came up with the name. And uh, in my healing journey, I met someone, I call him my guardian angel because he pulled me out of a really bad spot. I was had a full panic attack. He was a stranger. It was, And we were speaking on the phone once and he said, nah, Nicole, you just need to believe and trust. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it on a sticky note and I stuck it on. I can see it now. I stuck it on my like cork board. It's not my vision board, but it's a cork board where I put things that mean something to me. And I just stuck it there. And I was here in my office, like trying to come up with the name of my podcast. And I looked up and I saw believe and trust. And I was like, hmm. Believe, believe, yeah. believe, believe, believe. I actually just tattooed believe on my foot. That's <laughs> awesome. I know. I mean, I was, it means that much to me. Believe. Yeah, uh, those three believe, things oh, yeah. will cost believe, you nothing and it'll change your life. Yeah, exactly. Believe, allow, surrender, and act on what you receive. 
That's what I, I mean, believe. And they sound like really easy things to do. And I can promise you it takes practice to do that. That's the other thing is it becomes a practice. It's a daily practice. It's a moment to moment practice. It is not a one and done process. Again, it's a journey. It just uh, it is. is. And life is a journey. So don't give up because it's a journey. Step into the fear, step into the pain. Because as you move through the pain, as you move through it, you're, it's no longer controlling you. It no longer has the hold of you. You get to f- remember and embrace all the ama- amazing happy times. Because if- the sad times still pop up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the sad times still pop up. And, you know, I can watch a TV show or a movie or something. And it just like, really? And I'm like, whoa, I didn't yeah. realize, but I let it, I let it come. I let the emotions come. I let it feel, I don't want to push it away. Yeah. And so it's chapter okay. 16, chapter 16. <laughs> I didn't get to chapter 16. So. <laughs> yeah. Chapter 16 is about forgiving yourself. And as I was writing chapter 16, so I'm not going to spoil it for you, Nicole, but as I was <laughs> writing 16, I had to actually put the book down, step away for three days straight. Like I did nothing but cry for three days straight. And that was just a few months ago, you know, like mm. I, I, I'm like, how can I be this vulnerable? How can I put this in this book? Like it is so painful still. If I focus on the actual moment of which this is based on. And as I allowed myself to just be and move through those emotions for three days, it took three days. Mm-hmm. I, I was able to remember, Oh yeah, I don't have to get stuck in that. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. There are many other moments in our life that was clear of the results. You know, like there would be no doubt whatsoever for anyone. And it just helped me. And I'm like, okay, that's why it needs to be in the book. Because people have to know that they can, or people will get to know that they too can experience those painful moments and then move through them and know that it's just the story that we've created around one moment, not their entire life. Mm. And that's all I'm going to give you because you've read the book. <laughs> I mean, and, and I am ready to skip through chapter 16. Right here. <laughs> Y'all, I'm holding the book. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's important to give yourself that grace and allow yourself to still be sad. Yeah, exactly. And know that you're not going to get stuck in it. Let's just add that. Like, no, when you feel the pain, it no longer has control over you. When you move through the emotions of the pain that you're experiencing, pain, sorrow, grief, happiness, excitement, anger, they're emotions. And if we allow those emotions to fall through us, then, then we're more likely to be in compassion and love and trust. And it's more of a stable steadiness of just joy. Like just, it's an emotion that it's a state of being joy and compassion and love. It's just, it's a state of being. It's not the emotional roller coaster. So while there's excitement that pops up and anger that pops up, I get to move through both and I don't get stuck there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like I say, you know, it's my story, but I don't live there anymore. Right. I live part of your story. Yeah. It's a big part of your story. Yeah. It's who I am. And, but I don't live there anymore. And it was, that was part of my journey is learning how to not live in it, you know? 
Yeah. Uh, uh. So even eight days, I wanted to talk to about the book cover and the book itself. And I just, again, this is about trusting, allowing and surrendering. Like this is a really important piece is eight days before the book actually was published. Eight days. The book cover wasn't complete and the interior design wasn't done. And there was miscommunication with the publisher and myself about when the launch date was going to be. And I was like, I think we need to have a conversation. We're eight days away and I'm a little concerned about it happening. And she's <laughs> like, uh, what? Like, I thought you were holding off until we had the, the book cover. Like there was this whole you know, back and forth miscommunication. The book cover wasn't done because it truly was channeled. And I knew I woke up one morning, I went to bed with it saying, please just show me what the book cover needs to be because I know the vision, but I'm not able to articulate it. And so I wake up in the morning and literally before I open my eyes, the book cover was clearly laid out. And on the front of the book cover, there's a heart with a shattered, like a thunder lightning Mm -hmm. bolt down the Mm -hmm. center. That's actually the profile of my son's face. (gasps) Stop it right now. I just saw it. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually the profile of Logan's face is there. So I saw that. And so the vision came through so late that we had to redo some stuff. So this is no fault of anybody. It's just like, it's the universe working is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And then the interior design. When I first got the proof back, there was a bunch of A's missing in the manuscript when I got the proof back. I'm like, how can all these A's be missing? <laughs> like I had to go through the, like I know the trans, the manuscript went to them with the A's in there, but it came back. Well, it's Logan saying your A life is no longer, but your B life is. And, you know, so there were a couple of things like that that happened. I could go into all the examples. but yeah, when so I Can you talk about the A life and the B life real quick? I will. (laughs) When I surrendered, when I surrendered and said, it's okay, if it's meant to be, it will be. And Mm. this book has a life of its own and has since the beginning. If it's meant to come out on the 6th, then it will come out on the 6th. Literally within two hours, I had the final draft of the book cover and the final manuscript back, the proof back. So surrender and allow, and it'll all happen the way it's divine. It is divine timing, not our timing. Clearly, divine timing, not our timing. So what I started out to begin with about the A life and the B life, we have an A life before our sudden unexpected loss. Mm -hmm. We have an A life. We live, we're existing, we're masking, we're hiding, whatever it is. We're living an A life. We think our life is perfect. It's fine. Whether it's perfect or not, we think we can just continue to business as usual. The second we hear, the second we hear the news of that sudden unexpected loss, the seconds, like the snap of your fingers, the, you know, whatever, there's a B life. Your A life no longer exists because this trauma informs your life from that point forward. Mm-hmm. So the B life, you have to live the best. I had to live. I had to find a way to live the best life that I could after that and use this experience to inform my every move because it was at that moment I realized that life can shift in a second we do not know what's going to happen so never go to bed without saying I love you never go to bed mad at someone you know 
treat people with compassion and love. And even if you don't agree with them, hold compassion for them. Just hold compassion for them. You don't have to agree. You just, they just have different thoughts. They have different experiences than you. Their life is different than yours. You never know what someone's going through because the masks we wear in public is very different than the life behind the closed doors. Often, Mm. you know, today I live the best I can in the moment with, with as much as I'm aware with no masks, as much as I'm aware of what I know is happening, because sometimes we are not even sure. We don't even know we're acting in certain ways. Like it's a program again, that's within our body. So. Mm -hmm. And I love that you said that now last week, my guest on believe it, achieve it was a girl who had lost a boyfriend and her husband to suicide. And Uh she's very involved in some suicide awareness programs and things. And I said, you know, what's your biggest advice for suicide prevention or for someone that we know? And she said to be kind to others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and be kind includes just, yeah. Even with your mask on, you can still smile at the clerk at the grocery store or at the post office or the bus driver or, you know, smile at a stranger because your eyes can talk. Your eyes talk. You and don't I told need to her, smile. No, I told her. I said, it hit me a couple years ago. I was in an airport in Atlanta. Busy, 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 busy. Go, 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 go. Everyone in the Atlanta airport's like angry. Everybody, yeah, Yeah. get out of my way. Oh, you you had to untie your shoe. You untied your shoe too slow, whatever. And the clear agent was came in. She's like, oh, come here, da, da, da. Put your fingerprint in, da, 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 da. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you. Have an awesome day. And I looked her in the eye and said, thank you. Have an awesome day. Yeah. And she almost started to cry. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. She's like, wow, people don't treat me like that. Right. Yeah. And I was like, wow. They're serving us, whether it's, Starbucks or wherever you are and if someone's waiting on you checking you out cleaning your hallways they're serving you they're being of service they're doing a job yes but they're being of service mm-hmm. you know uh, and so treat them like like we're all here for a purpose and Being of service is your purpose, whatever that is. And if they love to clean the hallways and make your space nice and tidy and beautiful and smelling good and looking good, then thank you very much. Right. So I have a person in the building I live in that he's cleaning. And one day he smelled my incense in one of the offices that I use downstairs. And he's like, oh, that smells good. What is that? And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. That's really nice. And, and so I got a package of incense and wow. a lighter and an incense holder. And I, the next time I saw him, I said, it's obvious you really like the scent. So I just wanted to give you some. So here you go. And he's like, he was just so moved. It was really minor for me. And it made his day. It made his year. And today he has not forgotten that. He Every time changed I his see life. Him, yeah. smile and just like, and I love that. Like, uh-huh. that's what makes my heart sing. You know, what I, I've been, my, one of the things I've been saying lately, especially with, all of the politics that's going on right now is what happened to love thy neighbor. Mm, and it yeah. doesn't mean 
your neighbor. Yeah. It means no. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I like to say about politics right now, whomever it is, whether it's <laughs> right? the presidential race or the local dog catcher race, you know, like we're all wounded. Every one of us are, has an experience that's wounded us. Mm-hmm. So if we're willing to see people as wounded beings, then we can hold a little more compassion for the way some people act. Mm. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to agree. It just means you just see them for the possibility of their wounds. And I, you know, what I, this is not about who I'm voting for or not voting for no. but Joe, but <laughs> at all. It not even close, but Joe Biden's lost a child. Mm-hmm. I can hold compassion for that. And a wife. Exactly. 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 So, see, you see it from the wife's perspective. I see it from a parent's perspective. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's because of our experience. So when we're able to say that we have an experience that we can see through lenses through our experience, then maybe we can understand that we can try to see that others have a lens that they're seeing only through their experiences. Not that they're, they're good or bad. They're just, they see from different experiences. The important part is how much are we willing to stand in our own compassion and treat people with love and kindness, even though we don't agree with them? Oh, <laughs> love and kindness, love and kindness. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And I have to say, Kathleen, I know people are listening to us, but you just had your hands up when you were getting passionate about that and you have a stone in your hand. I do. And I have a stone in my hand. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah. I always have, and I don't know which crystal it will be. It's me either. One uh, comes to me. And. I <laughs> So I always have a crystal. And again, I don't know which one it ever is going to be. But when I am recording a podcast or, or in a coaching session or just with myself, you know, just really yeah. digging deep, I always have a crystal out. They're powerful. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Isn't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so, 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 so much again for writing this book, for being my guest on my podcast. I see huge things in the future for us. I hope to, who knows, we'll be on stage someday, changing, yeah. changing some lives together. So what would you like to leave our listeners with today? I know we just left it on a be kind and, and loving yeah. kindness. Well, I would love to leave it on be kind and loving to yourself. Hold yourself with grace and ease and know that you too deserve the grace and ease that you give to others. And I might just leave it with, if your loved one was here on earth and you were, have crossed over, would you want your loved one to live in suffering and pain and depression, anxiety and anger because you had crossed over? I bet the answer is no. So I would ask you to treat yourself with that same kind of grace and ease and step into your healing journey. However it looks, whatever way it is, one hour at a time. One hour at a time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank You're you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
<sighs> okay, you guys, I will have all of the information about this in the show notes. If you follow me on social media, you know, I'm going to be posting all about it. <laughs> I already did a pre-post before we started. So thank you again. And as always, you guys make it an awesome, awesome day. Much love. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Believe It, Achieve It. I hope you enjoyed the episode and please feel free to share it with your friends and subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any questions or want to reach out to me, please send me an email at coachnicolewindley at gmail.com and have an awesome day.